Excellent. Will it allow me to do rotate devices locked? Excellent. Can I do a thing? Nope, forget it. Abandoning it. Here we go. Hi, I'm Robert Pearson, and this is Follow the Leader. And this is a Just My Two Cents. This is the first time I've done one of these. So uh, I'm going to have some fun with it. Uh, just something came to me. To- I'm a day behind on uh, actual like video preparations. And uh, had a had a sick day, and I lost my one video buffer. I know I'm a pro. <clears throat> so what I want to talk about today is two teams. There are fundamentally in. I oh mean, the, the portrait thing's bothering me. There are fundamentally in the world as it operates two teams: uh, for God and against God. I was going to sit up taller. For God and against God. And the way that uh, the whole world comes together, the way the whole world comes together is in one of those two. Worst. All right. Good enough. Ah, steering wheel, don't fail me now. So the the whole planet, the whole our experience of the world, you're on one of two teams, whether you know it or not. Uh, so the. I, I hate how much I use so as a filler in space and words. This came to me today because I was talking with my wife. And I've been watching a lot of Benjamin lately. Who is a perplexing individual, to uh, put it mildly. But he's an interesting individual. Because uh, when, you, when you judge people, when you assess... I, I like to use the word assess because judge has very negative and also specific theological connotations. Uh, When I'm assessing somebody, uh, do I trust them? What do I believe of what they say? Those sorts of things. Uh, At a blanket level, I don't trust anyone, flatly. Uh, I'm always, you know, what do you believe about Scripture? Is what you say true and accurate? I just, I run it as a default. Uh, I was a corrections officer for a little while, and that, that plays into it some. When you assess somebody, you have to take what they say at face value until their actions show otherwise, or until their words are so incongruous with the other words that they say that you realize they're they're only saying things to get certain responses, um, which is a little little more nuanced and uh, harder to see. But for the by and large, when their actions do not map what they are saying, then you can call them uh, a liar. And until then, you simply need to think critically and uh, think about what they say and what they're doing. And there's no blanket way to go, oh, I can trust everything this guy says. Because you can't. Um, so that said, taking everything Owen says at face value, and I haven't seen it myself contra- contradict you know, what he said. I haven't seen what he do- does contradict what he says. And he says a lot of things that are just spot on true that you can see in the gospel. And he has no idea about Bible stuff. And he'll be very naive about what the Bible says and uh, very uninformed about what the Bible is or or what it um, what it says and how how it relates to our lives as Christians. And then he just speaks such profound truth. And. There are context clues that let me know he's watching other people's YouTube videos sometimes and he'll incorporate an idea 
and then put that idea into what he's saying for that week or so. Uh, you can almost watch him in real time, learn a new thing, and then share that new thing, which is cool. Uh, I think it's a little shady that he doesn't mention all the people he's listening to, um, but he is really taking those ideas and adding them to his own um, worldview and and making it making it come together. The the portrait thing's really messing with my head, and the uh, the stream has it lagging, so I'm watching myself move a lot slower than I normally do. So it, it just struck me though because I, I noticed some similarities between Owen Benjamin and uh, my wife's journey to faith and my father's uh, journey to faith, as as told to me because it happened before I was born. Uh, but it was just it struck me as fascinating because they all have a similar thing in common. Uh, Owen Benjamin was raised Catholic, uh, which as much as people want to dish on the Catholics, for some reason there are an awful lot of later life converts to Christianity that were raised Catholic, ran from God, learned the hard way, and then came back to the church in one denomination or another, uh, usually not back to Catholicism. That happens in time. So some element, I, I like to think the, the word of God does not return void, you know, because he said it. That's why I, I think it. <clears throat> so there's there's some gospel in what they're they're teaching. So even even people who grow up in the Catholic Church, and then run away as hard as they can, still in the core of their being, in the back of their mind, they always know that there is a God. And they don't have to wrestle with that, generally. And so with that foundation, they'll go out into the world and go, well, what is God? Ah, these Catholic cats don't have it figured out. They're too many jerks. Got my hand smacked with a ruler for being left-handed. This is my aunt. True fact, by the way. And, uh... So, Owen, my wife, my dad, they all have that same element where they were raised very young, like age of five, never went back to Catholic Church again, but up until about five or six in raised in the Catholic Church. So they have that, that solid foundation. I know there's a God somewhere out there in the universe. Maybe it's everybody. Maybe it's all the trees and animals. Maybe, maybe. Um, and Owen's journey maps the same as uh, these others where he went out into the world, just didn't really think about, he didn't run from God specifically, maybe, uh, as, as far as he said so far. Uh, but he went into the belly of the beast. He went straight into Hollywood. Uh, and there are fewer, there are few more satanic places in the world than, than uh, smack in the middle of Hollywood. And having been inside of that world, got thrown out along with finding God, and then has come to, hopefully, you know, I, I like to believe he's sincere in this, um, but he's come to the light side, right? He's on our team now. He's on Team Jesus. And he has such profound insight into the way things are. And it's interesting only because I came to some of the same insights, but by, by being raised in the church, having a traditional Christian upbringing, and never really ever departing from the church, just sort of finding my own way inside it. Um, and he has some of the same insights. I've been reading the Bible my whole life, heard, heard millions of thousands of sermons, and probably not millions, but thousands of sermons. And when Owen speaks and hits on a nugget of truth and has such a, a clear command and understanding of this profound theological idea that I've heard really smart professors bandy about and argue over for you know hours on end, 
and he just throws it out as if it's common knowledge. And uh, my wife does that, and my dad does that, and they both found Christianity by by way of paganism, where they went into um, uh, the occult for my dad, and then Wicca more specifically for my for my wife. Uh, but they both went to the enemy team, saw how things were ran, and then came around to seeing that uh, Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, for my dad, it was seeing that all of the occult people that he knew, like actual wizards and warlocks who were making some things change, they always had this rule that you don't mess with born-again Christians. Didn't matter the denomination. Born again. Born again was what mattered. And suddenly, all of their power to affect the real world disappeared. They didn't have it. If anything, cursing a born-again Christian resulted in negative backlash for them. For the person who did the cursing, uh, as if the demons were upset that they got sent after someone who was untouchable. And so my dad looked around and kind of realized he was on the wrong side (laughs) and, uh, became a Christian and started reading his Bible, uh, diligently getting study tools and really trying to wrap his head around this thing all the while trying to make a family work and provide for us and stuff. And, uh, my wife, uh, part of Wicca is that all religions are true and that they're all misled slightly and that they're all really worshiping the one same God, Gaia, um, whatever in the sky. Um, however it is, they go from there, whether animal worship, animism, spiritism, or, um, pantheism. Uh, so when she, she heard that, so she's like, Oh, everything's true. All other religions are true. So this, this Jesus thing has some truth in it, right? Okay. Uh, and through that, she wound up going to Bible college to go, well, I'll, I'm going to disprove the Christians with their own materials and from their own teaching. And so, of course, she became a Christian out of that. And uh, it was after that that we met and uh, got married and awesome stuff. Um, but that just, it struck me, though, because um, my dad has such amazing insight in how the world works and how things operate based on having seen the other team and then studying his Bible, having seen both the way both teams operate. Uh, My wife, having seen the inside of Wiccanism, even though she came, became a Christian later in life, she doesn't have a lot of the foundational understanding of Sunday school and all the Bible stories and all the verses, but she'll hear something and she'll go, that's wrong or that's satanic. And she just has this intuition to know because she knows how the other team operates. And then she's filling in the blanks of Christianity as she reads her Bible and she puts everything together. And it seems that that's what Owen Benjamin is doing. Um, As he is reading his Bible and finding things, he doesn't seem to understand the nuance or the details or where all the footnotes and the Bible verses come from. But he knows what's right because he's been on the enemy side. He knows how the other team operates, Um, which is just kind of fascinating to me. That, you know, after you, you run from God, you see how the devil operates up close and personal. And then when you follow Christ, you already have an under uh, an intuitive understanding of what is good and true and right in the world. Simply by running away from Satan. Running away from God puts you right into the arms of Satan and vice versa. When you just turn your back on all of the things of Satan and push in towards God, you suddenly have this intuitive understanding of, oh, right. Um... 
you know, with very little Bible study, suddenly things start to click and you go, well, of course it's that way. And I, I believe that this is true simply because there are two teams. You're on God's team or you're not. And all of the people that aren't on God's team found a ringleader and they gather around him. He's the father of lies, uh, the, the serpent that was in the garden from the beginning or at, at the beginning. So it's, it's this constant tension between good and evil, right? Light and dark. This isn't a new concept. Um, the reason it's different in Christianity, uh, there's a heresy called Gnosticism that you'll find creeps its way into a lot of other religions. And one of the fundamental premises of this heresy of Gnosticism is that there's secret knowledge to be had in the world. And part of that secret knowledge is the entire world is made up of contrary forces of good and evil, light and dark, constantly battling against each other. And always at odds. And what makes it a heresy is that they believe the forces are equal. And that's just wrong. It's demonstrably wrong in the world, in physics, in physical universe, and it is also wrong theologically, because God wins. He made everything. Satan's a created being by God. Who has to ask God for permission? We see in the book of Job. He's on the losing team. He's going to lose. And he's simply spite. He's on a spite mission of how bad can I hurt God's feelings? Because God feels. We're made in his image with emotions. In the beginning, he created them in his image. In the beginning, he created them male and female. Uh, men tend to be more rational and stuff our emotions down. It allows us to work hard, unpleasant jobs, to do unpleasant things, to protect our families. Uh, but at the same time, we still feel. Uh, women tend to, once again, broad generalities are required to have any meaningful discussion. Obviously, there are exceptions to a rule, but they are exceptions. They don't make a new rule. Um, women tend to be more emotional and a little less rational. Once again, it's on a spectrum. There are individuals that vary. Enough caveats made. So the uh, the way it, it comes together um, is that we're, we're all made in the image of God all together. God has a logic and a consistency and a framework, but he also has emotions. It said that he repented, that he made man in Genesis 6. The exact nuance of how God changes his mind or regrets things and is eternal and sees the future, we can't know. A lot of scholars will have a lot of detailed explanations of how, and they come down on different places. Uh, but the long and short of it is uh, the wisest, one of the wisest professors I ever had, Mr. Pelfrey, had a saying he would use in instances like this. I don't know, and neither does anybody else. And that's what it comes down to a lot of times. Is the, Those are when Paul talks of mysteries, or the mysteries of God. There are things that seem to conflict. They seem paradoxical, yet they aren't. And we have to accept those. And sometimes you learn more as a Christian and they make sense over time. And sometimes you never figure it out. But be trying, be thinking, know that uh, God is one and that Jesus is the way and the truth. So we have these two teams that are constantly at odds and they are not equal. Christianity and the light will win. The simple analogy of the light and the darkness... What happens when you have a completely dark room and you put even a small light in there? Suddenly you can see the whole room. The little smallest fleck of light. If you ever had the time you're trying to sleep and suddenly the whole room feels almost bright as day 
and you realize it's one little tiny like charging light on your phone charger in the corner and it was keeping you from sleeping it felt so bright and then you turn the lights on you can't even tell the lights on a tiny smallest light pushes back the darkness effortlessly and it's because darkness doesn't exist it's simply a place where there isn't light when you put even the smallest light it undoes the very nature of the shadow that's why speaking truth is so powerful being light being a light unto the world nobody lights a lamp and then hides it in a cupboard they put it on a lampstand so it can illuminate the whole house quoting jesus again i think it's out of matthew somewhere um chapter seven ish maybe don't quote me on it i i didn't look it up um, but that's that's what's going on. Is these are the two teams. The light team is vastly more powerful than the dark team just by existing in the world, let alone acting and moving. <clears throat> but it takes energy. That's the thing. See, if there's no energy, if there's no if there's no effort exerted, there can be no light. It's the same with heat and cold. Right? Cold is an absence of heat. You have to expend energy to make heat. That's the second law of thermodynamics. That's entropy. The forces of entropy are at odds with the forces of creation. When we in this world work with our hands to put things together, to build stuff, to clean a room, it's going to get dirty over time. It's going to get old and fall down. There are always forces at work that will cause things to crumble and fail and fall apart over time. And that is entropy. Now, the other team, Satan, Antichrist, against Christ, Antichrist, little a, capital C, is a social, spiritual force of entropy. Now, I'm not, I'm not mysticizing any of this. The, the Antichrist will, uh, in all likelihood, be an actual person who will show up in the world probably eventually. Jesus says he doesn't know. I don't waste a lot of bandwidth on it. Um, but there are many antichrists, uh, I believe John says in one of his, his letters. And that there is an enemy team. And so you can let a building fall apart on its own over time, or you can rip it down with a wrecking ball and a bulldozer. And that's the other team. It's a lot easier to tear things down than to build them up. Uh, a little nugget of wisdom I got, I listened to Rabbi Daniel Lappin. He's an Orthodox Jew. He believes in young earth creationism. And I listen because I want a different perspective on Old Testament passages. And he provides that sometimes. Um, and it's he gets into more health and wealth gospel stuff. And he seems a little too ready to help Christians, which, which makes me suspicious. Um, but well, once again, judging people on their face, he seems genuine and he has a unique perspective on on scripture that I find uh, useful to understand, expand my own understanding. Because um, when you find, by and large, Bible is Bible. There are there's an asterisk next to that, to a, a footnote that's you know pages, a page pages long document. Uh, you just can't see it because it's spoken. Um, all right, but that's the team. Those are the two teams um, in our family. When we're talking to our kids, uh, we call it team obedience. You're either on team obedience or you're not. So when you don't listen to mom and dad, you're not on team obedience. Uh, and that's the way we frame it when we're around other parents. And we look at their kids who are disobeying because that parent just left the room. 
And suddenly the kid gets surprised when someone who's not their parent expects them to obey the way their parent just told them to obey. Um, you know, your, your, your mom just told you to pick that up. Why haven't you picked that up yet? That is powerful. Making it clear to children, all of us, all of the parents in the church are on team obedience. We're all on the same team that you obey. We obey Christ. Christ obeys the Father in heaven. It all it all goes on down from there. Or well, up, up to God, down from God to us, right? Um, we obey the authorities put over us. The authorities put over us are supposed to be obeying Christ, who obeys the Father. We also answer directly to Christ. For our actions, um, as the men of a household, all that jazz. It's awesome. Um, but that's the way the two teams work. There's one team that is working on illuminating the world, building good and beautiful things, building community, building relationship, building people up, educating, edifying. And then the other team, because if you're not helping build something, you're allowing it to crumble. You're allowing it to fall down or be tore down by other people. And so that's this framework helps me look at current events. It helps me look at people. Are they helping build? That's why like a lot of people claim Owen is controlled opposition. I don't know. There are enough nuances that make me wonder sometimes, you know, how close he is with Alex Jones and how much Alex Jones has done to spread information, misinformation, and uh, sort of make things look bad. Just um, Alex Jones is clearly some kind of controlled opposition asset for somebody, even if he's just a coward being pressured to act that way by outside forces, even though he might have started with good detentions. I don't know or care. It's not my business. I know the guy's not on the level. And so that makes me wonder about Owen Benjamin because he's close with Alex Jones, but he's made it clear he's an interpersonal kind of guy because it helps keep things clear for him because otherwise you wind up doubting reality. Uh, Everybody spirals at first when they get into the conspiracy hole and like, what is real? I can't believe anything anymore. And you got to find your center. And for him, his center is interpersonal relationships. When this person has proven they are untrustworthy, I will no longer trust them. Other people presenting evidence, evidence can be manufactured, taken out of context, misrepresented. Uh, And it makes sense why you would stick with, I'm going to stick with interpersonal relationships, and then I'll change my mind if things get insane or obvious. So you can see how he handled the the Nimmer incident, where he he kept to that true core, and it, it... it may be that way with Alex Jones. If Owen Benjamin is in genuine, in earnest, it seems as though he's discovering the whole two teams paradigm on his own. And the recommendation he gives for how do you deal with all of this is you don't get violent, but you be ready for violence should it come upon you. And you always... Um, my phone is doing a weird thing. I'm going to have to have some phone heating, so i got to run the AC at it. Which is going to be terrible because it's loud, which is the worst because I don't have a good uh, microphone for things. So we'll see how it goes. Um, I apologize for the white noise. It's necessary because my phone's overheating in the sunlight. Virginia finally got some sun. Yes. So, Owen Benjamin, um, I believe he's on the level. I'm taking him at his word. Uh... So, ah, I keep getting notifications off of my screen. I'm trying to...
focus and not distract. So there are only two teams in the world. No high temperature. My dice is shutting off for the safety. No, it's still a low temperature warning. I apologize for all of the excess white noise. This is my first live stream. I'm, I'm winging it. I'm doing my best. There are only two teams, creation and entropy, Christ and Antichrist. Antichrist with a little A and a big C. And if you, uh, if you look at the world and current events in that way, you can tell which team someone's playing for. Are they trying to build and create and help people and teach and edify, or are they trying to tear it down? If they're not doing one of those two things, they're not acting, which means they're not helping build. And so you can tell which team somebody's playing for by their actions. And uh, that's kind of all I have for today. I just had that neat epiphany that when you see the way the other team operates, when you come from Satanism into Christianity, you have a lot of insight without a lot of Bible knowledge because you're simply running away from the way Satan operates. You're simply running away from the other team And it pushes you closer to God. And the way the two teams operate is if you're not actively building, you're helping tear down. Just by inaction, entropy is going to cause things to tear down and crumble and decay over time. So, uh, that's really all I've got. Is uh, know what team you're on and know how to fight. You fight by creating and building. Build a family, build a community... Love God, build yourself by read your Bible and pray every day. And uh, don't take my word for it. Uh, go figure it out yourself. Read your Bible and you pray every day. And I see you next time. Uh, Godspeed. I don't think anybody jumped in the chat, but I might be doing this wrong. I don't know. It's my first one. We're going to wing it. <laughs>